you have to have a mission and you have to have a vision and you have to have goals. I don't care if you want to make 100K or if you want to make 100 million, you have to have mission and vision and goals. Welcome to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show, where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. All right, great to have you back for another episode of the Vince Del Monte podcast, which is the only podcast in the world dedicated to helping men develop the five M's of manhood, muscle, mindset, money, mission, and marriage. In each episode, it's our mission to avoid skimming the surface, but to scuba dive and give you simple, no-nonsense insights and takeaways to maximize a few of the five M's so that you're becoming a better man because we believe that when men start living large, everyone around them is positively impacted and start living large too. Hey, just a reminder, this podcast is free and will likely always be free of advertising. I don't see my uh, podcast as a moneymaker, but as a straight up value exchange. It's an opportunity for me to learn from our guests and for you to learn from other inspiring stories. And with that said, if you could leave this podcast a five-star rating or review or whatever you feel is fair, it would be super awesome. And if you could share this on your social media and tell your friends, I would be extremely grateful. I'm sure our guests would be as well to uh, give this as much visibility as possible. Hey, listen, if you're new here, I'd go back and listen to the first five episodes laying down the five M's of manhood so you can really gain a further clarity and context of why this podcast must exist and why it's impacting so many lives. So those will outline the five pillars of becoming a better man. And with all that said, it is time to welcome today's guest. Today's guest is Lowe's Silva. And he's been on his entrepreneurial journey for 15 years now. And today finds um, today he finds himself. This is crazy at the helm of a multiple, <coughs> multiple million dollar businesses that teach other influencers different ways uh, so that they can achieve success with their own brands. Now, four years later. Um, Four years later, Lowe's didn't have any of this, and he walked away from a very, very lucrative partnership that left him broke, busted, and disgusted, as he uh, describes, and starting from ground zero. And uh, I think he'll tell you this. Correct me if I'm uh, wrong. He'll mention this uh, shortly, but I believe he lost over a million dollars in the process. And uh, geez, that's crazy. Lowe's um, agency is the driving force behind a lot of uh, mini mega brands that you see today, such as Drew Manning, Brandon Carter, Larry Wheels, Calum Van Monger, Heidi Powell, and many, many more. He is one of the top biz dev and marketing automation trainers. Lowe's teaches today's influencers online growth, sales techniques, professional branding strategies, and how to build media platforms. And um, 
when I was at the Empire Mastermind recently, and you know, I was talking to my mentor Bedros, and um, you know, we're at the point now where it's very important that I align with the right people, and that uh, every uh, connection and uh, person that I learned from is, is is very intentional. And I asked him, "Hey, who are a couple guys that I should uh, connect with this year?" And this conversation just happened a few weeks ago, and Lowe's name was one of the three guys that he told me. And um, it's really, really cool because we just recently connected and uh, I got to hear a bit of his story yesterday on a car ride. And I'm so, so excited for him to lay it all out for you today. So, you know, some of the big themes that you guys can look forward to here before we dive in are, you know, strategy. Uh, what are the actual things to do to build your online business, your brand, your, your influence? Vision. You know, he's got a massive vision and things are going really quickly. I'm really interested in tapping into, you know, how he maintains that and where it's coming from and how he engineers it. And then finally, just uh, everything related to growth for uh, anyone listening, whether you're just starting out or further along, maybe your business is stuck and slowed or maybe it's flying, uh, maybe hasn't even started yet. We're going to find out uh, what you need to focus on and things you need to avoid so that, uh, you can take it to the next level and all this will obviously be given in context to what he's learned with his own businesses and the businesses that he runs. Hey, Lowe's, welcome to the show, my man. What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. So, you know, let's just jump right in, man. And uh, I want to talk about your story for, first. Um, yeah. Let's go back to the days of your childhood before uh, Lowe's Hustle. Yeah. So um, ever since I was little, uh, I lived in Rome, Georgia. If you know where Rome, Georgia is, you probably live in an extremely small town. Um, and I lived with my parents, obviously. And um, once, when I was 15, I asked my parents to move uh, to Orlando. Uh, or I asked them to leave Georgia because I was like, listen, when I was 15, I told them, I was like, listen, I'm either going to end up working at the Waffle House or doing drugs. And they were like, what? And I was like, that's all there is here. And I want to I wanna end up owning hotels and cars and like big things. And they, were, they thought it was weird, but they were like, man, if this kid is like this driven at 15, let's go do that. And so we moved to Orlando, Florida. And um, in Orlando, I, I've never really had a job. I was uh, good at sales at like a young age because my dad grew up uh, building his own business, being good at sales. So I kind of learned from him. And I was the number one dude at a telemarketing business, but I was, you know, uh, basically a contractor. So I would do my sales and I would leave early. I would bring food in. I would like, like I kind of helped build the culture over there. Um, and at like 16, I was making the amount of money that like my te my friend's teacher's salary was. Um, <clears throat> fast forward over to 20, uh, I started hustling stuff on eBay. And um, on eBay, I, uh, I started selling video projectors um, and stuff like that. And I realized, man, um, I can probably sell more stuff. So I started selling speakers. Uh, I started uh, selling Bose speakers, which was a little gray hat. But um, I became one of the top uh, sellers in the United States. I, at one point, almost beat Best Buy, uh, and it was just me, right? But the problem with that, with that is that I, I made a lot of money, and I was young, so I was at clubs every Friday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday. I was just being an idiot with my money, uh, and I, that ran out. I didn't know anything about marketing and business. It just the, the eBay laws changed, and I couldn't sell that, and so I had inventory so I picked up magazines for Architectural Digest and stuff locally, and I started calling contractors, and I started calling um, 
people being like, yo, I have a uh, electronic integration business is what that whole thing is called. I install things on the top, uh, on the top homes in, in the, in the U S I'm, I'm a Bose speaker dealer and I, I became a dealer of other big brands. Um, let me put a showroom in your office. And, uh, one company let me do it after eight months of calls. I, I almost ran out of money. Um, but after eight months of calls, one company called Ethan Allen, let me put in a showroom and uh, I started selling video projectors, uh, in there and started doing custom home integrations. And I learned all that stuff just from, uh, there was a forum called CE pro that I would read every day. Just kind of like, what's the difference between a, uh, an amplifier and a receiver and like all these things that like you don't know. Um, and just hustled my way into, you know, I ended up working with Disney and some big hotels and then the economy hit in 2008 and, uh, I started something else. Uh, I started doing internet marketing and, uh, fast forward, you know, uh, I partnered with a, a bunch of big people as that grew. I was partnered with Ryan Dice on a project. Go ahead. Here was the internet marketing. When did that emerge? Uh, it's almost a decade now. So like 2000 and probably, I'm probably, yeah, probably 2009, 2008. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, and how'd you meet Ryan Dice? I made a course on uh, media buying and it, uh, it, I put it on Udemy and this Brian, I, on my emails, it'll show you and this dude named Ryan Dice bought it. And I was like, what? And I messaged him and I was like, Hey, I knew, I knew he like did publishing. I was like, publish me, let's do this. And he was like, all right, let's get on a call. And then I got on a call with him and um, it ended up working out. Um, he published me thanks to probably a good friend of mine now, but, uh, uh uh, basically he, he's the CEO of Kajabi now, uh, Jcron and, um, they, they kind of, they did it. We had success with that, but it was a, you know, like the way that DM used to work, they just publish your stuff and kind of recur it and stuff. And, uh, he came to me and he's like, I have a, pro a product called startup jungle. If you want to run it, we can, we can do it together. So I worked on that and I, I met a lot of people, learned a lot about running and building the business side of stuff in it. Ended up not working out, but um, it's all good. You know, I learned a ton of stuff, started doing other things, partnered with another guy, and we had a successful business. And four years ago, I won't go too deep into that, but four years ago, um, we we ended up splitting. We just had different vision. Commerce business, right? Yeah, yeah. We had multiple e-commerce brands, and we also taught people how to do it. Uh, and, you know, things just weren't aligning with our visions. And long story short, we ended up breaking up. It wasn't the sweetest breakup in the world. It was one of those breakups that you know you don't want to have. Um, and I realized, you know, we were sitting in a hotel. This this the way I told it to to Bedros actually. We're sitting in a hotel and kind of going back and forth on who owned what. He thought he owned it all. And I realized at that at that moment in myself, man, like it, this is either gonna end up in a huge fight or I can just walk away and just figure out my life. And I said to myself that moment, I was like, you know, give everything to this guy. And if you can figure it out, that means that you can always figure it out. And if you can't, then, you know, you're screwed. Uh, and I was like, you know what, dude, you got it. Uh, I started my own. Uh, I did. I didn't do anything actually for three months. I, I would actually go to a bar here, close that restaurant bar. And I was just drinking, trying to figure out something. I didn't have anything to do, man. I was kind of lost. Okay. Hang on. Let's, I want to just, I want to pick up on a few things. There's some big, big, uh, things coming out of this. So, so what were the repercussions of like how bad was it to walk away or what, like how did you process like was it were you looking at it as a positive or a negative when the breakup happened a negative i was scared so you were losing you were he, you were missing i was out very scared this was i was to be something big 
Yeah, no, well, I mean, like there was already a lot of money there, right? Like we were already generating a fair amount of revenue and we had software, we had a mastermind of 66 people paying $1,800 a month. That's not a little bit of money. Um, we had courses, we had a big email list, we had a, a lot of other uh, things in the e-commerce space. And um, it was a pain, I was, I was out. I was out a lot of money by doing this. So, so how do you process, like give a, give a tip for somebody who's in a relationship, partnership, Let's talk business partnership. Keep a context to that. Marriage is a little different. There's more at stake. Divorce lawyers cost a lot more than walking away from a, from a maybe a business partnership. How, how do you assess if this is worth fighting for? For me, um, we're, we're both in the space. I don't know if he's too much in the space now, but we're both in the space, and I didn't want my name to get dragged through the mud. I, I equate it to, like, you've had a girlfriend at some point in your life that you know, like, if you just don't kind of walk away, she's going to key your car. She's going to spray paint your house. She's going to go tell people that you got her pregnant, even if you didn't. And I was like, that's that's this dude. So I was like, I'm out. I'm good. I don't want any of this kind of trouble. Um, and so I, I fired everyone. I had two people uh, who are now my CMO and my COO in my business now that just kept showing up to my house being like, dude, what are we going to do next? And I was like, dude, I can't even afford to pay you. I closed down the office. Like, I was so stressed out, man. Like, it, it was a hard time for me, like mentally and emotionally. Now I'm married, married. And, you know, my, my overhead at that time was like 10 grand a month. I mean, it was decent, you know. Okay, so this was four years ago. Right. Uh, you were married. How, how was your wife processing all this, by the way? How was, was this scary for, like, I, just because I want people just to kind of get a better grasp of, like, what you actually went through. I have a weird relationship with my wife she trusts me on everything which i think is weird but she just believes in me man like she's never said no to me if i say hey i'm i'm scared i'm this she's like you got it like she's the one that tells me she's like you're being an idiot you you like you're good you're gonna figure this out and so it's hard for me to like i've never been a she's never been mad at me for these things she's like no i trust you like i know you're gonna be fine i know like i know who you are even when like I don't know who I am, right? And so she she's a rock for me, if anything. So she was super supportive. I know that oftentimes people can fall through not getting that kind of support, but I think God had that kind of support. Uh, and so that helped me, right? That motivated me. I also had a daughter. Um, I have two now, but um, and the other one was coming. Um, and, you know, I just didn't know what to do, man. And so these guys kept showing up at my house, to my upstairs, uh, and I set up an office upstairs and we just kept coming up and be, we tried a bunch of things, to be honest. We did drop shipping. We did random stuff. And I hated everything. We hated everything. Started to make a couple bucks. We were like, this isn't it. Uh, and so I, I went to speak at my buddy uh, Ryan Moran's event one day. Uh, and, yeah. So I went to speak at my buddy's event and uh, I spoke on just funnels and marketing because that's something I'm good at. And a lot of people are like, dude, do you do consulting? And I was like, Yes. Yes, I do. And I started getting consulting from there uh, and consulting deals and stuff like that. I didn't want to build an agency, but it was right at the time because I needed money. Right. Um, and as that continued to grow, I had a dude come to me and say, hey, I'm an influencer. Uh, I can't pay you what you, we charge 15,000 a month to, to run your stuff uh, at that point. And he was like, I have an influencer that um, he wants to work with you. He wanted to work with us and he couldn't afford it. And he's like, I'll give you, we'll partner on everything. We'll go 50, 50. And I was like, I don't want to do that, dude. But I was like, you know what? I'll do it. We'll start it as, as a division. We'll see if this works. And that month we did 40 grand. The next month we did a hundred. And now that business is an eight figure business that we run together. Uh, you don't have to. Are you allowed to say who that first guy was? 
Yeah, it's Drew Manning. Oh, so one of my super close friends now. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So, so Drew came to you. So I just want you guys to kind of listen to this because there's a couple things going on here. One, many people listening need to find a Lowe's and just get plugged in because you're not going to figure out marketing. And most people just need a publisher, somebody who can run the ship so that you can keep doing what you do best. Um, and then I, I would love to kind of actually, we're going to go there. There's so many things I want to touch on. Um, so a lot of people just need to get someone like you run the show. Actually, let's go there now. Since it's on my mind, what what person is not a good fit for being the talent of an agency? Because this isn't so, a model that's you know good for everybody, right? So I don't think so. I don't really look at it as having an agency. We we now mostly have a holding company because we own all of our brands. Okay. Um, so we don't we don't do. We just recently launched a division called Accelerate because so many people wanted to partner with us and it wasn't a good fit. And I started to see like my close friends were saying, "Hey, give me an audit, help me with my stuff." And I was like, "Dude, you're getting taken advantage of." So we decided that we would launch. Uh, and a program called Accelerate, which is a uh, partner profit program is what we call it. It's not an accelerator because we take a percentage. Uh, you pay us to do the work because of the, the humans doing the work. And then we also take a percentage of profit of the business, right? Uh, we only work with a few select people on that. Oftentimes, it becomes so lucrative and good that they, they end up joining us and I become an owner in the business fully, uh, right? So the majority, I would say 90% of the businesses that we work on, uh, I own. I own 50 or 70% of those businesses. Uh, my holding company does, essentially. right? And so there's a lot of people that want to do, I can help a lot of people in, in how to structure. I do that now just for fun. Um, help people structure better deals as agencies. Because the problem with agencies is that they they only think about themselves and they're trying to take, they're trying to get all this money. And so they'll be like, hey, I'll charge you a percentage of ad spend. The problem with a percentage of ad spend, like if you wanted to work with me as an agency, let's say, and you're, I'm like, I'll charge you a percentage of ad spend, I can go blow your money, Vince, yeah. like easily, right? But like, I'm going to go make you more money and then we'll split on some profits that you never had. That sounds a lot cooler, uh-huh. right? And it's up to me to do it, but I'm good at it. So I know I can do it. So what do you got? What, it's just a couple of basics, just to, like, so how do I know I need somebody to run my marketing versus I need to figure, I can figure this out. Like you, you must, cause you, there's some people that they want to be the marketer and they want to be the face. Uh, and they'd ha- if that's the case, they'd have to build a team around them and find guys like your guys. So, but I, I think it, give I, up a percentage of the profit. So like kind of, how do you just like help somebody decide like if this is a good path for them to even pursue? It depends on your goals, right? Like, do you want a lifestyle business? Do you want a business where you make 100K, 200K, a little bit more than that a year, and that's your thing, and you can kind of chill out, and you're in Bali, and you're kind of hanging out, and like, you don't even have an office, and like, that's your thing? You don't need that, man. You can learn these things by yourself. You can sell some high-ticket coaching, and you're all good. Uh, I work with people that want to build sellable companies. The only people that I take on on a partnership level are people that want to stop being the face and go, dude, I want to build something bigger than me. All right, I got you. Let's go bigger than that. And so with my goal, with what we're doing, we want to build a portfolio of companies in the next four years that's worth over $100 million. So, and, and that that's... I only attract people that want to do those kinds of things. And I, on purpose, repel people that are not uh, interested in that because they're just not a good fit for me, 
right? So I'm not going to do a good job for them. Not because I don't want to. It's just not my model, you know? Uh, so you have to know your goals, your model, and then you have to go tie yourself on with someone that believes in that, not someone that can tell you that they can go make you a bunch of money. But for what and for when and how long and what are we going to do later? Yeah, yeah. I would yeah, love yeah. to. I'd love for you to um, expose some, uh, maybe not frauds, but some, um, in, you know, share some red flags people should be on the lookout for if they're getting into a partner relationship and and um, maybe just let's let's save some people some money and some heartache here with because uh, you know all the different you know your competition you know what's out there. Um, I'd love to hear some insights there. Yeah, so a lot of people um, want to go out and they want to go hire an agency. Uh, we actually launched the program, part of our, part of our accelerator called shadowmyteam.com that shows you how to either um, build yourself with the skill sets or learn to hire appropriately because you see all these podcasts and all these things and people go, you're, you're a visionary. You don't need to be an integrator. Listen, man, at the beginning, you need to be everything and you need to know everything about your stuff. And if, if you don't know your stuff, why would I need to know your stuff? If you don't believe in your stuff and you're kind of just re- like a lot of people have this like reliant uh, a- ambition of like, I want to be rich. I'm going to do this. You go do the rest. Dude, the rest is the hard part. So you need to know how to do it and how to do all these things. So you can guide me on how I can do a good job for your brand, right? Um, and so a lot of people, first off, they need to have an understanding of what they want to achieve rather than like, here's 5K, go do some ads and make me more money. That's not going to work long term, dude. Dude, that is such a healthy mind. I'm so happy you said that because, yeah, you're, it's like you, they're already, you have to find, so you're basically looking for someone, I want people to hear this, that are already committed committed to making this grow but they just know that you'll be able to help them grow greater and that percentage will still be bigger than what they would do on their own but right they're aware of what they've got and what they don't have and the necessity for what they need to go to the next level is that pretty fair right right yeah okay hey before we jump into talking about the different phases of growing your influencers and your brands and we're going to talk sales and building a team and i'm really interested about that uh, what we're I still, I still, this whole partnership thing has got me fascinated because I see so many people just jumping into partnerships um, with people who say, we're going to do this, this, and this for you. J- just talk about like, what are the skills that you can't just outsource, especially in the early phases, phase, you know, first couple of years. Like if you didn't have these skills, you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing now. Copywriting. Okay. Number one. Uh, number two is video. Uh, you need to know how to sell your stuff. And which is which both equal sales. Right. So they're all the same thing. Copywriting is video without words written down and uh, video is copywriting without uh, the same thing. Right. And then sales is the same conversation person to person. I love it. And talk about let's talk about the it factor, like some of the brands you guys work with. Like, what are you looking for? Like, what's the thing that everybody needs to be developing that becomes that makes them indispensable? Um. Uh, uh, emotional intelligence on video, number one, uh, video skill sets and being okay with camera and, and really connecting with your audience. And number two, uh, mindset and not being a douche and not thinking that because you have 2 million fans, you're something, you're nothing. No one is anything because there's someone bigger than you. I can find them. There's millions of people bigger than us. The day you think you're, you're it, you're not, and you will falter. And, and it's a, 
problem with mindset, right? You have to be open with your mindset and with your giving and how you think and how you want to relate with people because that creates empathy and that's what shows also when you're doing videos. Yeah, and without naming any names, like what are some of the mindsets you got to keep reining in? Um, work, uh, working because like I, I already did so much. So like, there it is. I was like, well, you know, it's not for me, man. It's for the audience. It's for the people. It's for the tribe. It's for the community. We're trying to give value here. We're really trying to build a bigger brand. And the, you know, brands, I believe now have to have faces. Faceless brands are ClickBank offers. And that's just an offer. Interesting. Uh, what, what about like entitlement? Is there that factor too? Cause yeah, like, Hey, um, like I'm bringing more to the table. How do you hear this is a really interesting one because I feel like, you know, I've worked with some celebrities and I find that there's an ego thing that they're like, you know, God's gift to the world and, and they're bringing more to the table and they don't understand like there actually needs to be a funnel. There needs to be conversion. There needs to be steam, and you're, you're going to really take you so far. Like talk to that a bit. I've turned down the biggest influencers in the world. I don't want to name them, but, um, because they're so conceited and they're like, well, I'm going to do this. And so you don't deserve that. And I, you know, frankly, just being real, I go kind of alpha on it. I'm like, actually, dude, you're just the face. I'm actually everything. I'm the one that you need because you don't know how to build a team. You don't know copywriting. You don't know persuasion. You don't know ads at scale the way that we know ads. You don't know who to hire, how to hire, how to do it. You don't know what's next. You can't build SKUs. You don't know how to do for formulations. You don't know who to hire for these things. You're the cutest face in the world, and I can replicate that over and over and over again, dude. I actually have, right? So at the end of the day, I can I can really take because I've worked with them for so long. I can take them and be like, that's awesome, but nah, bro, this is this is what we need to do, and this is why we're worth this much. And I have a proven record, right? Like that's the biggest thing. If I just said that, that's super confident of me. But if I don't have a proven record, then I I can't do that, right? I've earned my way to say that. Sure. I would say. Yeah. Well, what are some things you guys do with your um with your partners just to maintain that relationship to to maintain you know, the care, the compassion to make sure that it doesn't become, you know, a transactional relationship. Uh, I don't take on people that I don't want to become really, really good friends with. I know that sounds weird probably, but it's real. Like I always uh, give people this analogy of a barbecue. Every single one of my employees is hired on the barbecue analogy. Every single partnership that I have is hired on the barbecue analogy. And that is, I want to build something with people that are willing to suffer and are willing to share the great times in five years from now when you have kids and I have kids and we're all sitting in a barbecue, we're going to be smiling, eating and laughing at what we did together. If you don't want that and you want more money next month, you're not a good fit for me. Uh, I like that. Hey, is your, do you come from a big family, small family, Los? Uh, I come from a medium-sized family, three sisters. Uh-huh. Three sisters? Yeah. Where do you fall? Uh, I'm the youngest boy oh cool does your family work with you at all any shape or form no the first electronics business that i did i uh i made my dad my boss because he was older and i wanted to help him out because his business was going like this and mine was going up and so i worked with him for a few years and that was really cool are you guys all in orlando now no my 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 parents actually live in guatemala they moved from orlando to guatemala okay and they are they aware of your success and where this has gone yeah yeah, they're super proud. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Hey, hey um, 
I have a, you know, another question for you before we talk about some more strategy stuff. Who, who do you want to work with this year? Do you have any dream clients? Anyone that you're actually, you know, that you can be straight up about that, like you're actually chasing? You're like, I'd love to work with this guy, but you know, we got to get here first. Or how does it? How does that process for your brain? As far as fitness influencers, I literally work with the top ones now. Um, so it's, it, I want to work. I, I want to get into the athlete space. We're t- we're starting to talk to athletes uh, about that. And honestly, I, I don't necessarily um, want to work with anyone. I just want to, I want to work with my team. Like I really care about the culture here and like the things that we're building out. And like, that's what I get it the most excited. All of us building these things from scratch. Um, so I'd more so rather, I have more of ambition to do, make them a ton of money than to go make a ton of money with a new famous guy. I, I like that. So I, I think we should just sit on that for a second because there's a lot of value there. So, so what you're saying is you'd rather, if if I didn't hear that, um, if I didn't interpret that the wrong way, you'd like to go deeper with the people you have. Yeah. You know, go deeper with each brand person before going wider. Yeah, I mean, I think we can hit a hundred million with just the brands that we have and the new divisions that we launched for our accelerate program. Um, and I think that's it. Like, there's a, there's a, you know, we have a good business model. The business models breaks when, when, when you try to do too much. And so we have it in our roadmap to, by the third quarter, be working with, with uh, in the, in the uh, athlete space. And we're starting to have those conversations with people. But uh, for, we're not ready. Like, if, we, if athletes wanted to take us on, um, we ha- we, it's in the queue for a very specific time. Like, we, we have kind of, like, our goals for the year uh, and everything that we want to achieve. I try to stay there because if I'm – if I'm a chicken with my head cut off, then so is everybody in here, and then we're just not working. So the more operationally efficient and structured I am, the better leader I am to the people here. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. So, hey, are you ready to kind of share some stuff that you guys actually are doing with your with your guys? Yeah. You got you got quite the roster. So uh, uh, let's just talk about. Uh, we won't unpack your whole recipe, but you know, a couple ingredients. Let's start off just with uh, ingredient one. You know. Building an irresistible business, you know, I've heard you say uh, you got to stay in your lane. Well, what does that mean? Stay in your lane. Uh, so, so for me, you know, we we've had a lot of opportunities to jump out and um, do marketing for other people in the uh, influence space and stuff like that. And for for us, we love fitness, and we're staying in fitness. Uh, athletes are a part of fitness and stuff like that. And so we don't we don't venture off. We could we know e-commerce. We have successful e-commerce commerce businesses we don't go out and drop ship we don't go out and just take on wallet companies and stuff like that and we're not going to um it, and so a lot of times i stopped going to events uh, because i was going to so many events that i had analysis by comparison not by, ana- by paralysis but by comparison right like paralysis by comparison is really the thing uh, because i would go and be like dude vince is doing all this stuff we gotta launch this and then like Johnny's doing this and we got to do this, dude, I just talked to B and he's doing this. We got to do that tomorrow. And it's just a waste. And like, I know what we're good at. I know what we need to do. And we just stay laser focused on doing that thing more. I, I'm so happy you said that. T- talk to me a bit more about that. Like give, you know, speak to the, to the guy who keeps getting struck by the good idea, fairy, red, shiny object syndrome. And how do you just a couple more th- ways to stay in your lane? I, I have this thing for events that, uh, you know, I only go to events that I speak at. I don't go events that I don't speak at because not in a 
conceited way or anything. It's just, I'm going to go lose my focus. If I'm going to speak, there's a focus there. It probably makes sense. It's because I'm probably going to make X relationships and I want to further stuff, you know, the, I want to further my relationship with this, with the people that are hosting it. Like I'm going to crags and bees and all that kind of stuff this year it makes sense for me. There are people I'm becoming closer with, uh, but I don't just show up and go to events because all, all it is, and we all know this, it, it tends to be a compare, a, a, penis measuring contest and then it, and then at night everyone's drunk and then kind of hung over the next day and I don't like that man like I uh, pretty much everyone in the office pretty much quit drinking uh, we are you know we're super focused we're very dialed in and um, it feels good and it feels good to momentum is the the lifeblood of any business and any anything you do in life if you see results in the gym you don't mess them up you keep going you keep your diet clean if you see results in business you double down and so for me that's it's mo i chase momentum because momentum is how we we find growth i, I love that man yeah momentum makes you feel alive i love it right oh, hey well, how much are guys exaggerating it's i never i go i never know if it's like uh, fitness, you know, you, you never know what, what the guy's taking, you know, you know, he's on something, you don't know how much. So now we're in the business world, you find guys really inflate, like, is it, you never see guys screenshots, like, you know. Uh, with, with, with our stuff or? No, what do you no, mean? I'm not, I'm just, I'll have a prospect for my coaching program come to me and they're making decisions based on whispers. Right, but so and so's got a membership site with seven thousand right. people at ten bucks a month, and and they make it sound like I'm like, have you seen the screenshots? Do you know yep. that's true? Like, I want you just to speak to. I think we could both say people embellish everything. You don't really know what's in somebody's bank account. The only way I can assess how someone's doing is the size of their house and how many houses they have, because that's something you can't fake. Uh, right. So, so I'll give you another one. Another. We just shot an ad today. Um, of, of me and my car because I have kind of a douchey car, uh, but I like it. I love my car. It's okay, whatever, right. man. Uh, Maserati. Oh, I love that uh, idea. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, like a lot of people put them in in, in pictures and and they put their Rollies and, and their Bentleys and they're nice cars. But a lot of people can rent those cars, right? So I made a a parody like, hey, you can rent these cars. These cars are like five hundred bucks to rent for the day. You know what? You can't rent overhead. That shit is real. And so that's how you can figure out who's really making money. What's your overhead, buddy? Like, oh, okay. Like you have four people on staff. That's, that's amazing. We have like 50, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's real. Like we're building a business, you know, and that's, that's how we go after. That's, that's how I measure people when they start to talk the screenshots and the thing. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, how many people are with you? Oh, it's me and like four outsourcers. Okay. That's cool. Well, what else do you ask? <laughs> just give, just, uh, ar just arm people so that they can stop getting, um, the, the, the wool pulling over you, eyes. You know, a lot of people, um, agent, there's this big agency thing. Like we're, you know, um, like I said, we have like a different look at how we do things because it's it's partner profit. The the accelerator focuses on partner profit and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so when people are like, yeah, we have an agency, we have like 15 clients and, you know, we're doing this and this. How much do you spend on your own brands? Do you have any of your own brands? How, many, how much do you spend on that? We spend a million a month on our own brands. Like on our own, not not one agency person that like not my my wallet funds a million dollars a month on ads, you know. And so that's another thing because people try to flex on you and they're like, oh, we're doing this much. That's awesome. Do you have any of your own brands? Have you ever scaled anything? Yeah, we're scaling all these people. That's other people's money. What are you doing? You know, that that kind of shuts people down, too. They're like, well, I've never done that. Well, it's super easy to make decisions with your money, Vince. 
yeah. it's a lot harder when it's mine. You know what I'm saying? And like, it, it really stops the people and it, it can arm you with like, okay, so you barely have people and you basically just take on people all the time. Those are red flags. I don't like that. And then also when people try to, again, unless it's a huge agency, like I have some friends that, you know, they work with Lululemon and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they can charge a percentage of ad spend. It makes a lot of sense. But if someone's just immediately trying to charge you the most and could commit you to six months deals and all that kind of stuff, dude, you got to date before you get married in every kind of situation. Um, so that's kind of, that just kind of seems alarming to them that they would even want to have you on. Cause if I don't like you for three months, I'm going to dump you. Uh-huh. I like that a lot. Hey, those are a lot of good insights there. So, so I kind of touched on like, how do you stay in your lane yourself? Um, but when it comes to actually building an irresistible business, now we're speaking to the actual talent, uh, the, the individual on the other end. And how do you, how do you help them stay focused on what's actually creating traction and what's going to move the needle? Because they have so many, so many options, right? So yeah, how do you but, decide but, what their offer is going to be and, um, you know, what they're, do you have, advise them to do a, well, let's start there before I go down the rabbit hole. So I would say that they have to focus on their unique ability. And if their unique ability is content creation, that we need to focus on that. And then what, um, what is their content creation based out of, right? Like, is it, you know, I help people do higher ticket stuff. All right, let's not make a lower ticket offer. Let's go into high ticket. Let's not jump into supplements and clothes. Right. Or if someone's like, yeah, man, you know, I've I've helped 10,000 people by myself on my other thing. All right. Let's scale that program uh, into something bigger, probably lower ticket. Or, you know, I got this small supplement brand and it hasn't done much with it. All right. That's your passion. Like you're already kind of doing your passion because like it's kind of what's getting you there. Right. So I try to amplify that rather than get into the, you know, CBD business or jump into Bitcoin or some other thing like that. Uh, are you more of a fan of like a library of products? So one flagship, get it to a certain point before the next one. Just kind of what's your, you know, over a course of a year, what might that look like? How do you it identify dep- the opportunity? I know it depends, but yeah. So, so, I, so, I'll, so I'll say this. If you're, um, it depends on your goals, but if, um, I, if you're going in a more higher ticket offer, you should have a flagship. And you should always have an upsell to that that, that allows people to engage with you in a more personal level. If you're, if you're thinking about lower ticket things, you need to be focused on your lifetime value. Your lifetime value with high ticket is high ticket. So it's almost easy to be like, yeah, man, I make two, three, four thousand, ten thousand dollars from these people. It's great. I serve them at this, at this level and that's all good. But if you have something uh, that is smaller ticket, you want to acquire more people, uh, you need to focus on your lifetime value. That's oftentimes going to be creating more products, selling more things on email. I don't like to do affiliate offers for anybody. I I think that people follow you. And if you believe in like your best friend or something like that that really helps the other people, sure. But don't be spamming people with a million different new things um, because that's not what they came here for. And you're just going to lose the relationship. uh, And that's going to cost you in your lifetime value. Uh, So I I think of uh, digital products like uh, e-commerce SKUs. You should have a variety that are helping the people that you are already working with, right? So if I got a lady and she's 35 and she shops at Target and her name's Michelle and she got into our stuff for the keto diet, then the best thing to do is get her either something, an upsell in keto accountability and coaching or get her into supplements or something like that can really aid her levels. Or if she's kind of tired, maybe sell her a program that's kind of more lifestyle based, uh, including keto or intermittent fasting, right? So these things make sense 
I'm not going to sell her like some red pill that just gets her to lose weight. That's not what she wants to do. She wants to eat good, clean food, and she wants to have longevity. Huh. Well, what, what funnels are working best for you guys these days? Are they uh, lower dollar generally, high ticket, phone closing? Uh, what's, what's kind of like a common, what's a solid model to like at least consider? Um, we still have a lot of success with Ascension-based funnels. Uh, I know a lot of people in the high-ticket space say that that stuff doesn't work. I would uh, I would venture to say that they're just selling their high-ticket thing. Uh, we do have more success than a lot of people on it, uh, but you have to be very dialed in and focused for these kinds of things to happen. Um, you know, you have to measure. This is getting a little technical. I don't want to go too deep, but you have to understand what your average order value is going to be and your cost uh, of acquisition, right? So if something is running at a $50 average order value with all your upsells and stuff, you need to acquire people at 40, 30 to 45 bucks. You could go negative, but no one here is probably going to be, no one has the kind of, that takes balls. It's very, it's risky. And it's more for seasoned people that really know their lifetime value. I wouldn't, I would say, don't do that. Uh, try to make it work that way and build a relationship and then try to sell some higher ticket stuff if you're a beginner because it's significantly easier. Gotcha. What's a typical up, like uh, offer looking like is a four, like a, you know, 21 day, a challenge, six, eight week course. To, I'll know, give you, I'll give you an example. People yeah, could use that, that has success. Let's, let's, let's do um, a 21 day challenge. Uh, with an order bump of $17 for more recipes to help you out and pass the challenge with another order bump, basically, which would be the upsell of kind of like a six-month longer program uh, and either yourself build out some sort of SKUs or you can uh, have some sort of coaching and accountability or go partner with an already bigger supplement company and say, hey, I can put people behind this, but I need a bigger percentage as a uh, as a as a person, let's try this out, and if I can show results, I wanna I wanna be uh, paid a little bit bigger on the front end. You know, companies. Uh, one of my best friends, uh, Drew Canoli, owns Organifi, and he gives you a ridiculously good uh, percentage uh, if you want to put his your sub his good, really reliable, very good supplements. Uh, very honest uh, company over there um, will give you a really good percentage, so you don't have to worry about that part. Uh, you just have to worry about your front end, and they they got it, and they got stuff optimized, tested. We give people good percentages as well, uh, and stuff like that, right? So it's just focus on uh, a quick funnel. Like I said, uh, start 37, uh, order bump for about 17, and then another upsell or two upsells that is more accountability and a longer-term program. Um, a lot of people are like, that's too many upsells. Dude, it's not if it makes sense. If it makes sense for the people and I can show you the conversions, right? Like it's about the conversions. It's not what you think. It's about what the customer is experiencing. If I'm getting conversions, that means people are experiencing a good positive result and they're they're liking that. And so I'm going to keep doing that. If they were, if I were getting no conversions, that means I'm probably intruding on people's time and they don't want what I'm selling. Yeah, we always, we always teach that. When people ask me how many upsells should I have, I say, uh, what, is this, what does the student need to succeed with the promise you're making them? Let's start right. there. So it starts with customer journey, customer mm-hmm. transformation first. And then if they need one thing, two things, what the number of things will appear based on when you focus on their actual needs. I would, I would say uh, more beginners and really everyone, you got to focus more on the people you're selling stuff to, not the money you want to make from the people. Um, because there are people behind there that are giving you their wallet. Right. And you have like, I want great experiences. I want 
10 relevance scores. I want like people to love me because I'm trying to build brands. Uh, and I can't do that just shoving stuff down people's throat. Uh, and so I think of you, Michelle, who's 35 and shops at Target and like has two kids and a Pomeranian and all these things. And like, what would she buy? And how, what is she having a hard time with? And how does she experience things? And, you know, I, I think about the dudes that want to gain a little bit more weight and like have a lean bulking thing that used to get picked on when they were kids. And like we write our copy and our conversions and our conversations are all like that. Uh, because we really know the person. You, not enough people focus on the avatar. They just pick an avatar and go, all right, how do I make money doing this? Well, you'll make, you'll make money doing it if you know the person that you're doing it for. Yeah, no, that's really good. You, you got you to gotta put yourself last. I was yeah. That. You always put yourself last. All right, we're going to come uh, – we're going to start talking about C3 method suit sales, building a team. Um, is there anything else like, like – if you're going to build an irresistible brand, an irresistible business, like, you know, where's the mindset now need to be in terms of like, what, what do I need to be doing? Where, where, where do I need to be focused and what do I need to trust? Like what decisions do I, if I do these things, what do I need to have faith that this will work out if I step out in faith with these things you're about to tell me? Um, I would say that you you should start uh, your business. Not a lot of people do this, and this is why a lot of businesses fail. You start a business, and I get it because I've done it too. So I'm not I'm only speaking because like I'm not there anymore. So I totally understand. Like I used to I used to drive around uh, in my car when I when I was broke, uh, and I used to think about making twenty five hundred dollars a month because my parents still lived near me, and I could go eat at my parents because I couldn't physically fathom the concept of making three thousand dollars. I was like, no, if I just make twenty five. And go eat at my parents, right? So I totally get it. Uh, but now uh, you have to have a mission and you have to have a vision and you have to have goals. I don't care if you want to make 100K or if you want to make 100 million, you have to have mission and vision and goals because what's going to happen is your business, is, if you're consistent and the momentum consistency uh, consistently grows, you're going to um, end up having to hire people. And it's easy to hire people when you show them your mission your vision and your goals. And it's easy for people to come into the culture when they know the mission and the vision and the goals. And it's easy to have the same conversation to the right avatar if you have a mission and a vision and goals. That, that's great. Do you have any books or any recommendations for um, you know, figuring out your vision? Uh, you know, I, I have obviously a whole ton of thoughts on that, but you know, uh, what do you need to know? Like, what if I don't know my vision? What if I don't have a mission? What if I just know I want a better lifestyle? I want to, I've got some talents. I'm not using them the best of my abilities. You know, like acting on what you do know as opposed to not having the whole thing totally. figured out, you know? So if, if, if that's what you want to do, I would say just go make some money doing some, some higher ticket stuff, doing some training or helping people do something uh, because the other parts are bigger uh, and they take a lot more time, effort, and money. Uh, and so if, if the other person doesn't really know what they want, really what they want is a lifestyle business because they haven't found themselves or they haven't dug into something. There's a lot of personal development stuff that, as you know, as entrepreneurs, like the biggest thing that helps us grow isn't that we're better at stuff. It's because our mindset opens up more. Right. And so if, if you're yeah. stuck in that situation, it's totally cool. Let's just go make some money and then be like, what do I really want to do? Because what people really start asking that question once they have some bucks in their pocket and they're like, what's this about? Like, do I want to do this? Like, I feel like I can do something else now. That's what I really would want to do. All right, let's do that. You know what I mean? I love that. I'm glad you touched on that because I, I, I always reassure people you don't need to have everything figured out. It's actually not normal. No. 
And uh, if you have a lifestyle business, if your ambitions are as big as paying your bills right now, you're not a bad Dude, person. that's all good. That's no, that's all good. That. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, don't, you know, again, don't get um, paralysis by comparison, right? Like, I, dude, I've eaten a lot of poop in my life, and, and I've, I've gone through a lot of things, and, like, this is a strong decision of what I want to achieve, and it, it took me 20 years to really figure it out, you know? Um, I didn't know all the way up to four years ago. I didn't know. And so it's okay. Like you're going to change. You're a person like we're, we're always changing. You know, the seasons change. You change with the seasons. Yeah, I love it. Yep. Yeah. You can always write a new chapter. I love it. So let's talk about the second uh, recipe, second ingredient to your recipe of uh, building up your influencers and what you've done with your own brands. And you've called, you call it the C3 method. And uh, I know this is going to be really tactical and strategic. So, yeah, just break that down and uh, let's talk about uh, how people can start implementing that. So if you want to have success with any business that you have, I don't care if you sell trinkets or if you sell cars or if you sell coaching, right? It doesn't matter. Um, there's three things that happen in the world that we live in, which is social media, and that is content, it's conversations, and it's community. If you have those three things, you get the fourth thing, and the fourth thing is conversions, right? Conversions is sales. Conversions is the last peace because you have to have community, you have to have conversations, and you have to have content going out in this method so you can actually create the relationships to get you the sales. Now, content starts with some sort of social platform. I'm not putting money behind any of this. I'm just kind of going all in because I'm thinking, I don't have money right now. How do I get this started? We're going to go beginner and you can amplify all this stuff with ads, but you don't have to at the beginning. Content is like, who am I? What am I doing? Who am I serving? Boom. We're putting things out on social. We're, we're reaching out on DMs. We're doing anything we can to use hashtags to really just start to get that growth on Instagram or a YouTube and we're working on SEO on YouTube, whatever it is that we need to do, but that's the content, the stories, the engagement, the relationship with people, okay? That's piece one. You have to be doing content all the time. Two is community. You need to be building a Facebook group or you need to have somewhere where the conversation uh, uh, the conversation continues, right? And then three is conversation. Everyone is, now you have the content and you have your community. The conversation is what people really want. You're answering people's questions and you're finding out how to better serve them, what they want, who they are, how to help them. And inside of your community, you're answering those questions. You become a leader and you can then present your offer. Uh, and that's what's going to get you the conversions. That's what's going to get you the growth. Now, if you use this system, you already have what you need to make an offer. And then you amplify that with paid ads. You already have the conversation going at the top, which is basically your video sales letter. Okay. You have your community, which is probably part of your offer. Uh, and the content is obviously the sales page in the conversation of what you're selling people, boom, you're going to get conversions. Okay. So that's, that's a method that we use all the time inside of here. That's the method that we use with everyone we work with. And, um, we don't veer from it because it's the human needs of how relationships work now with social media. Hey, did you get a chance to take a look at my Instagram page? No, I haven't. I wanted to put you on the spot. Maybe I can ramble for a few minutes, have you look at it. Anyways, I wanted you to just kind of take a look at my uh, page, my work. Uh, maybe even what you know about me or what you, you know, so far. I was going to ask you some uh, one, one or two big picture uh, tips, you know, maybe big picture stuff, tactical stuff on. Uh, yeah. On, uh, I'm on it right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go for it. <laughs> 
All right, I'm on the page. Um, so, like first impressions, are, that's what I want to do. I wanted to put you on the spot. Okay. All right, I coach online fitness experts how to build profitable, impactful businesses they love. Uh, I love that. That's really good. I would, I would, uh, I would probably keep that, or maybe say something a little bit more tactical at the end as well, because everyone right now is saying that they coach experts on how to build profitable and impactful businesses. Like, like what? Um, every, you know, like a little bit more tactic that hits X, Y, Z, or that you can, you can get out of your nine to five. So it relates a little bit more with, uh, the people. That's one of the first things, uh, I would change, uh, become an entrepreneur, uh, featuring Tim Ernst. That's taking you to a YouTube. I like, I like the highlights because people, a lot of people go into it and now see the highlights. So you got family masterminds podcast. That's going to let me know a lot about you. Um, I like that you're heavy on stories and you're using stories in a smart way. You're having a conversation, you're making polls. So you're getting engagement out of people. Instagram likes that and they actually reward you for those kinds of things. Uh, and you're always, always on your story. I also like the little hack that you did right here where on the story, it looks like you have a story, even if you don't, because it's make me, it's going to make me post and click on your stuff no matter what I do. Uh, so I like that. Hey, you're, giving um, away, I, you're giving away my good stuff here, man. You put me on the spot, bro. <laughs> um, I like that you're always doing videos as well and that you have your videos basically strategically placed so everyone always knows if there's some sort of shareability. Everyone knows the branding, right? The Vince Damonte's right there. You've got good quality videos on everything. And your videos um, really are long-form blogs, which is basically you really telling a conversation and having the content now you have the content, you're putting it out into your community and you're extending the conversation by not just being like, yo, what's up? It's me. Check this picture out. You're really creating something that's engaging with me through that long form and through the stories. So I can then either DM you or I can have a conversation back into my comments. Right. So you're doing all the things, man. Uh, OK, what about uh, what thing? Gonna, I, I, dude, I'm, I believe uh, feedback's the breakfast of champions. Um, what am I missing, man? What could I be doing better? You're hashtagging properly. Um, are you going live a lot? Not as much. Not as much as I could. Uh, I would go what live. Do you consider a lot. Um, once a week. Well, that's once it. You know, like, yeah. what, what, what's about all this once or two times a day? You can do it, man, but it, it really depends, right? Like, you're at a point right now where you don't really need to do that. Like, people are following you and they're engaging with you. You got to run a business and there's other pieces of that. And I understand how much it takes out of, like, it's not just jumping on. Like, hey, guys, here I am. I'm going to sit there. You want to give real context. You want to have a conversation. So it that's if you're going two, three times, you're kind of just throwing it out there. And a lot of times people aren't actually going to engage with that because there's no conversation, right? You're just throwing out content. And that's, that's not a conversation that people want to have. Um, the other thing that I would say, uh, is I would get, uh, I don't see it. I would go harder on Instagram TV. I think Instagram is, uh, giving you a lot of love right now for doing Instagram TV. I did an IGTV yesterday and I think we got 25,000 views. Um, and we hashtagged it and the whole thing. I think it's, I, I know from an advertising perspective, cause I talked to, I talked to the big guys, uh, and they're going to be rolling pre-roll ads just like YouTube and stuff like that. It's a sleeper. It's still kind of boring and kind of weird and all that, but I, I believe they're going to put a lot of effort into, uh, IGTV and they're going to make you use that thing. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. Hey, I, I could sit on uh, Instagram for a while here. Let's just do one more thing, one more tactical thing. Um, with regards to, I always hear people keep saying like, I don't have a huge following, but you know, we're, we're doing, 
you know, you know how many people I've got in my coaching program and, and, and the rate, and it was all off my Instagram page. And I'm really, really big on, like, I want people to unsubscribe. I, I want only the most high quality. Like, if you go through my stories and look who are watching, like, the first 100, 200 people are people that are in my coaching program. It, it, like, I, I'm everybody who watches my story is like somebody important, like somebody right. who's like influential or a big deal. Like, I don't have, like, I go through, like, I don't have people following me from India or from third world countries that I don't even like, how do these people discover me? So maybe just your mindset around like engagement versus growth and like what comes first and just kind of how to manage those things. And uh, obviously at the end of the day, I just focus on like we have obviously member goals, growth goals, retention goals, um, right? members achieving their goals, goals. Um, but yeah, just how do you manage the more the vanity metrics? Uh, vanity's insanity, bro. I don't, I don't play with it. <laughs> That's not real. You don't, you don't, you don't pay your bills with vanity. I've never been able to do that. Uh, and so I don't care about it. Like, I don't care about it. I only care about people that are going to want to engage with me in a relationship that is, uh, friendship wise or financial, like straight up or that I can, I'm happy to give value to the world, but like we were actually looking for tools to, uh, dump people into our Instagram because we get, uh, we have followers from Turkey and, and India and stuff like that. Not, not that that is bad in any kind of capacity. Right. But like, I know that those people don't engage. I know that a lot of that, those people just kind of like have accounts that are dead and I don't want that because it messes up my engagement. And I want the same. I want, uh, for me, I want a lot of Americans in, in growth because we work with that kind of community and stuff like that. I sell very high ticket. I sell full partnerships and super high ticket stuff like, you know, and, and I'm happy to give value. But even the way I give value when I do content, I'm like, listen, if you're just getting started, go listen to somebody else. I want to talk to like tactical people that want to scale their business. Like that's what I like to do. I like to be in that growth. I'm a growth guy. And so I, I like to talk to them. And if you don't like it, dude, I will recommend you to my friends, go see them. And if, if it falls and I have 30,000 and not 90, I don't care. It's not, it's not a big deal because I go home and I tell my wife, Hey, I got a deal. We grew, we grew this brand. I don't go, babe, I got a hundred thousand followers. She'd be like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you know, it, it, someone wanted to grow their followers or what would you look, would you look at, uh, you know, um, you know, paid campaign on, you know, IG stories, swipe up to get a gift and follow, or would you paid? I would do work or shut like what's working. I would do paid drops. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you're not going to get success off. Like you're, it's, it's going to cost you a lot to do uh, paid media to swipe up, to join your uh, thing. It doesn't make sense. You got to go leverage businesses. Like we have a pretty big network on our Insta and I go, I pay yeah. other pages to promote me and, and give me a shout out. And that is how I grow my Insta. I, I'm going to be honest with you. People that tell you that you can grow it naturally and organically are lying to you. That is not going to work. You've got to get in the game and you've got to spend some money if that's what you want to do. Unless you're already in the millions and you can get that because that's another circle of influence. But guess what? You're hanging out with other influencers that shout you. You're doing it. You're just doing it for free because those are your homies, right? Uh, so, you know, that's that's the like when I do something with you, my Insta goes up. When I do stuff with B, my Insta goes up. When they do stuff, when I, when I shout out Craig, his Insta go up. That's our friendship. That's our little network. But outside of that, I go pay. I'm like, let's get me in that like success business uh, account and see if they can shoot us out and see if they can shout us out and get new people into the into the conversation. And I'm very strategic. I don't go to like just randoms 
because I don't want randoms. I want like business people or fitness people. So I do, I do do that, but I pay man straight up. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, um, we're, I, I'm in a network to uh, increase our engagement, all legitimate followers. And it's, yep. you gotta, you gotta get that engagement up and then you notice a big drop in follower count because now more people are actually seeing the message that you want them to see. And now we're going to look into a growth campaign soon. I actually probably want to talk to you about that. See what yeah. you guys do more. Hey man, this has been super awesome. I want to talk about two more things before we wrap yeah. up here. Sales, man. Uh, where, where'd you develop your love for sales? Let's just talk. I mean, to, to, to do what you're doing, there's obviously a lot of a degree of salesmanship. What's your style? Who do you mentor or learn from, model from, etc.? Oh uh, man, I this is sales. Anything, dude. Um, I'm I'm when I was young, like in my twenties, I used to read like uh, Sandler Sales, uh, the Ultimate Sales Machine is another book that I read. But honestly, I just got it from. I have a. I think my unique ability over all the things, if like I had a thing, uh, I have like ridiculous EQ. Like I got this. I can make you my best friend. I can make anybody my best friend. Uh, and I, it, because it's genuine, it's like I'm really good at it. I can see how you're feeling emotionally. I can just sense that kind of stuff. And I, I can move the conversation how that needs to be. And I've always doubled down on that, to be honest with you. And in, in, as people grow, right, talking about mindset, I used to be very ashamed of it. Because I used to back in the day, like 10 years ago, probably, I was like, I'm not actually good at these things. I'm not good at like funnels. I, I wasn't right. Like, I'm not good at funnels. I'm not good at like, I don't, I'm that's stupid. All I know how to do is sell stuff. Right. And then I realized I was like, well, it's my unique ability. Uh, and then I understood the other things, but I, that day I, I never let go. Like I remember driving in my car and I was like, maybe it's my unique ability. Maybe I should be proud of it instead of ashamed of it, you know? And now I'm, I am proud of it. And it's like the thing that I hold my hat on because not a lot of people can, you know, uh, do the level of sales that, that I do. I take all those, the bigger calls, like I close them, I, I've closed some pretty big deals uh, in my life. Um, but it's all, it's all from belief and, and EQ, man, understanding the conversation and the needs of the other people. And I think that's what makes me a good marketer. I really think about the needs of the other people. I'm pretty empathetic. And so like, it actually means to me something that like, I'm, there's a value exchange in everything that I do, even by accident. It's just who I am. Oh, I love that. There's a value exchange on everything you do. I think that's really cool. Uh, what's um, some good resources for people to develop the ability to persuade, influence, anything that's, uh, you know, you mentioned too at the start, anything else, anything today, uh, any go-tos? I think, I think, I think sales at the end of the day is, uh, is leadership because you're leading a conversation, right? Uh, and you're either closing that conversation, you're either being told what to do, or you're telling people what to do, right? And and one of one of my favorite my favorite books in the world is uh, Leaders Eat Last uh, by Simon Sinek, and it it shows you how to always take uh, an approach, not only in leadership as you grow your business, but you can think about it in a sales level, like, okay, so what does this person want? And that's how I start my relationships with big influencers. I go, you know, a lot of people would start with, I do this for you this is what I charge. Will you work with me? And the way I start is like, so what do you want, man? Like, what are we doing? Like two years from now, like, what do you want to do? Oh, well, I want to do, I don't want to do these things. Okay. Well, what are you doing now? These things. All right. Well, what if like this happened? Oh, well, I would want to do that. All right. Well, listen, man, here's, here's what I really care about. Um, does that, is that something that like you would want to care about with me in like the long term? Like I want to build this big business, but I, I have to take this ownership level because 
I'm, I'm in the long term with it, bro. Like I've seen these situations happen and, you know, like things come and go. And I'm, I'm not a marketing partner. I'm a business partner. Like my skill set is to grow your business. And I know that that's you just told me what you want and where you're lacking, what's happening. And it sounds like you want to do this with me. And, you know, honestly, man, I'm only I, I, I tell people and, and I mean this. I only take on what I take serious. And, um, you know, if, if it's a relationship that I'm going to take on, like we take it serious here and like we run it like like we're going to try to scale the balls out of it, you know. Uh, and so it's always listening before trying to talk. Everyone tries to talk. A lot of people are about me. The less you're about you, the that's why I have built such a good culture. Like my culture is ridiculous. Like I can like I lead a team of savages. Um, and, but it's because they know that their leader is at the front, like ready to die for those guys. But I mean it right. And I take that into every conversation that I, that I do and how I, I live with a very like open, honest, uh, sometimes too uh, aggressive because it comes from passion, but, uh, heart based stuff. Oh, that's great, man. Well, where, where um, have you had to use this skill of, you know, leading a conversation to say, letting somebody go or ending a partnership, like more recently, uh, where it's just like it's becoming more of a drain and you just have to, and, and maybe advice on how to follow, have the courage to act on, on a prompt that, you know, needs to happen. For me, um, I believe that transparency and being honest upfront, even if it hurts the feelings is going to build better relationships and better, uh, consistency in anything you do than holding things. I have this other weird belief, right? Um, that if you hold things on, you're going to get cancer. Like it's just all this negative energy inside you and all these negative thoughts like, dude, you got to get that out. And so it's better to like spit it out and be like, dude, I'm unhappy right now with you. Are you unhappy? But you also got to be able to take the heat. If someone, everyone here can come to me and be like, bro, I think you're lazy. I think you're not doing this. I think you like made this bad choice and I'm not mad. I want to hear it and I want to try to address it in a way that I can be better because I'm not the best at anything, right? I got to get better, but I it, just like that, I hope they expect that I can tell them what I think that we can improve. And I want the same attitude. I just want to be better, man. Uh, and a lot of people just want to be noticed or it's about me. It's like, dude, let that, let that thing go. Just be transparent, be honest and be open. If I came to you in an open and honest conversation, you wouldn't get mad at me. But if I hold it on for so long and then I kind of come at you aggressive, you're, you're now, you're now coming at me like, all right, bro, you know what, man? And now we're, we're not vibing anymore, dude. Yeah. And so that's because you, I held so much on for so long. Like you gotta be like, Hey man, I'm, I'm unhappy with this. How do we address it? How do we do it? Because then you also have a roadmap like, Hey man, we've talked about this four times. Like it's gotta be, this is the last time, bro. I love that word. How, how, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to go about that? You know, putting it, it's a collaborative question. It's, it's us forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Hey, let's shift to, um, building a team. You know, you guys got a, a, a I saw your video on your on your page, your accelerator page is super cool, and uh, it's just cool to see the different sections because it gave me a mental picture for, you know, what what's possible. And uh, you know, maybe just talk about the vision of uh, pursuing making maybe. Let's speak to a different group of people. Let's put it this way: uh, individuals who need to expand their vision outside their basement apartment. They got to physically go bigger. And yeah. just, just some practical steps to doing that. How have you found great people? How have you made that transition from, you know, the, you know, the, the lifestyle to the, you know, little more structure and office space, et cetera. 
character over competency. You always pick people with character first because they're not going to let you down because it's not in their character. Um, I don't care about people that have like extreme skill set because you can learn this stuff. Like you can learn all of these things, guys. Um, but character, you can't learn. Like that's just real stuff. That's who you are. You know, so character first. Um, that's the most important thing for me. All these people that work here that run millions of dollars of ads and funnels and the whole deal, they were bartenders, they were waitresses. One of them worked at Wawa, um, like all these things, but we built them up. Like we struggled together and we worked together and like we put a lot of time into people here. Uh, and it's a very loving and it's a loving, aggressive culture. It's like we're, we're super sweet savages, we, we say all the time here. Um, savagely? Super sweet savages. Like we're super savage and like when we work, but we're all... We're all super sweet and we love each other and it's very open hearted kind of stuff here. Um, yeah, yeah. But we're, we're always thinking on, on character um, and, and competency you can learn. So the, the biggest thing if you want to, um, now that we're talking a little bit better, uh, you know, like people that are at another point, uh, one of the things that I do is I go spend money, like I spent a hundred grand on teaching these guys uh, from people. So I go get coaches. So Craig, as, a, as an example, he's the coach to a few guys here uh, and a girl uh, because they need to get better on time, right? I went out and hired a YouTube coach for 15 grand and I gave, I didn't talk to her. I, I had my guy talk to her and I was like, that's your responsibility, bro. That's what you're, he's like, but that's, that's your thing. I was like, that's not my thing, man. That's your thing. That's your number one task. Like I'm going to get you the best coaching. Uh, I, I'm, I'm lucky to be friends with some super, super top Facebook guys. So I don't have to pay for it, but I would, I would totally pay for it. I would, I would pay to get them the best. This is, this is my, this is their real college. They're getting doctorates in this stuff. Cause I'm going out and getting the best people in the world. Um, because I know they're not going to leave our comp, system here is pretty good and like it's not even about that man like the culture you you if literally like we've had some times where like so much was going out that like we uh, we had to like tone things down and everyone's like it's all good man like we're all we're here forever um uh, because it's a bigger vision a bigger mission uh and um we really care about the people that are here you know one of my biggest goals is to achieve uh to the people that are in in right now i think we're going to end up doubling in size and stuff like that but the people right now they're all becoming executives leaders managers and stuff like that and for for me uh, i want to create wealth for them i want to put that put them in positions that like no one else could have uh, and really support them. And like, I, I really mean it. Like I get like almost teary eyed when I say that kind of stuff. Cause it's, it's from the heart, dude. Yeah. Uh, and you have to, ha I think you have to have that to have a real culture. If not, you just have employees and they'll leave you. Did you mind kind of giving us a snapshot of like the front stage backstage of your, of your organization, like the different, like the division heads kind of thing, just to kind of, I think that'd be yeah. interesting. So we have, a we have my COO, uh, his name's Matt. Um, and then we have our CMO. His name's also Matt. Uh, and those are the two dudes that used to just come up to my house every day and be like, what are we going to do? We, stands for chief marketing. Yeah. He's the chief marketing officer. He's in chief charge of just to make sure. Yeah. Know. Okay. Right. So the chief marketing officer oversees, uh, what we're doing on an advertising level. And, uh, then we have the vice president of ads who oversees very specific campaigns and, and clients and stuff like that. Then my COO helps me run everything. Uh, overall. And then we have a director of finance. We have uh, a chief technology officer here who helps us with analytics, growth, and things that we need to start getting a better understanding of everyone's lifetime value. We track a lot. We're very data-based over here. Uh, and then we have the um, our head of social, and then we have uh, a head of uh, media, which is not social. Media is more like videos, YouTubes, ads, different things like that. Uh, and then we have people under them. 
and the way that we uh, structure uh, offers and things like that, everyone uh, everyone goes into what's called a growth group. And so we have very specific people coming in into an offer, and that's a growth group. And we have a very uh, specific set of executable tasks uh, month per month. And then we analyze the growth that that's had over a few months to try to develop a trend of what we want month over month growth to look like. So we don't just go, let's make a million. We're like, well, what's been this? What do we want to grow? Do we want to grow at 20%, 15%, 8%, but quarter over quarter, that's 24% growth. That's a hundred, you know, depending on the scale of how things are moving, we're, we backtrack and try to figure all these things out. Oh, that's super cool. Who was the hardest person to find? And uh, what, what are those roles? Like, you know, what, what, um, what are some, I mean, they're all important, I guess, you know, but for, for I think you, that you value maybe just personally, like for me, I really value my brother, my videographer, just because he, he makes magic. It's like you can't really teach magic. Um, I, I, uh, I couldn't run the business without uh, Rosen. I couldn't do it because it's just too much. Uh, Matt, the COO, like I can't run, I can't run the business. He's an operations. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't, we, we're just scaling so fast. I need, I need support. And, uh, he's become a great hand for me. Oh, cool. Hey man, I, I really appreciate you by the way, like sharing all this and letting us come inside and getting a, a, a clear snapshot of just how this all works. Um, yeah. This has been super, super interesting. Um, Hey, here's a question I would love asking. What's not going well? What do you guys, what do you guys need to work on? Want to work on? Uh, this year um so ads are fickle you know so here's this other thing right like when we work with people and stuff like that everyone expects this growth forever i'm like listen i don't know what's going to happen um you know i can run ads until i can't right and that's just real i can i can try to scale until i can't and then we're going to see some pains and some points we're going to have to pivot on some things and that just that happens to us every single not what's bad or what's good it's just what that's every day Every day, I got, I got campaigns doing sixty thousand a day, seventy thousand a day. Then sometimes they're like, "Dude, we we're doing seventeen thousand for the day, or seven, or whatever." And it's like that when you're going from 17, 70 to seventeen, that's a problem, and like you can't fix it. Not because you're not trying. Algorithms change. These things happen. Like there's all these other, you know, GDPR, or whatever. Like there's fires every day here, but uh, you know, we we try to create redundancies in different advertising channels and build brands, and that's that's a big thing for me why I care about brand, because you know we'll have a bad day on this, but we've built so much brand that we're getting sales on Amazon or we're getting sales on YouTube, and all these things uh, all these things happen. It also falters because you can spend so much money on Facebook that a little it, it creates this vortex of like all right now I'm gonna go Google you and then I'll buy from there or I'll check your YouTube or I'll, I'll I'll check out like this other blog post and you're getting all this brand sales and w- when that dies down uh, your other sales kind of die down because the exposure is less right so um, yeah I mean, that's that's something that happens every day I mean we're always every day on a fire of like man we're not spending enough we need to spend more what are we doing I try to be more calm with that kind of stuff but I always tell people Listen, if you expect, it's another thing when advertisers tell you that they can just scale. That is not true. That's not real. You can't. You don't know. You don't know what you, you don't know what you can do until the day that happens. Uh, I can show, I can be doing 50K in a day and the next day I can have issues. And it's not because I'm lazy, man. It's just because it happened and I got to find the answer. And that's the truth. So so you you must have some interesting intel, like what brands are going to be in business in the next, you know, three, four years, which ones will be out of business? Where does my mindset need to be with my marketing to stay compliant with Facebook, Instagram, to keep my stuff running? 
So you have to you have to really care about brand nowadays. I I really believe it, and I, I'm a direct response marketer, man. Like I used to think that was silly, uh, and me me and other big guys have sat at tables laughing at it, and now we're all doing it. Now we're all doing brand stuff uh, because it's the it's the growth of of you as a person. You can leverage your personal brand, but I would say I would leverage my personal brand to try to build something that lasts a longer time uh, because social platforms will go away. They'll change. They'll evolve. Something new will come up. And uh, if you build your relationships, your community uh, in, in various ecosystems, you'll be okay. Also with compliance, don't do shady stuff. Don't make false claims. Don't do, follow the book. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a thing and I'll, yeah, and I'll, I'll send you, uh, for people that are writing ads, I'll give you some fire uh, real quick. So the, the Facebook algorithm uh, basically understands, uh, it, it's a code, right? So it's a code and it's based off a, a sent, sentimental like analysis. And so we have a tool that we use where we, it's, called, uh, it's a lexicon analysis tool that basically we input the words and the words will say, hey, this is a positive feeling, this is a negative feeling. And so we try to write our copy to only have a positive emotion towards people, uh, not only because that's positive, but because Facebook will scavenge your ads and if they find enough negative words, uh, they won't let them go or you'll get less relevance on that. What's it called, a lexicon what? It's a lexicon analysis tool, I'll send you a link. Oh wow, so you can run, the, you can put your entire ad copy in there? Yep. To, and they'll get a score to get to see if you're going to. We haven't had an ad uh, violate stuff in like six months since using that. You know, I've never had issues with my stuff. You know, I've been running stuff for over a year. You know, we're not, I'm not doing what you guys are doing. We spent over half a million last year just on my Vince Del Monte mastermind brand. And we've never had stuff shut down. Um, I'm wondering if my guy knows about this tool, but that, that's really, that's really important. What about like ad copy going longer, shorter, test everything out, just. You know, doesn't. Nothing's real but the data, man. We do all of it. I was setting you up for that. Nothing's real but the data. Like, I, all I, I'll do all of it. I'll do short, long, this, that. Uh, what we're doing today is we're going into Google Trends. Uh, I'm actually writing a presentation uh, about this, but we're going into Google Trends and finding. Um, things that are trending with our topics and then going into places like BuzzSumo and finding things that are relevant and being shared and creating copy conversational copy based off that because people go to Facebook to waste their time, not to buy your stuff. And so if I can waste their time with things that make sense, then they'll buy my stuff. Right. Yeah. I love it. Holy geez. This has been, this has been really awesome. Uh, is, is there anything else you want to share more like in the business conversation, anything we've said that we opened up that you haven't closed out yet? I, th I think that's it. I mean, if anybody wants to reach out, I'm happy to help answer questions. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty, you've seen, I'm a pretty open book. Yeah. No, you're awesome, man. Yeah. We connected quickly. Um, hey, let's just talk a couple personal items. So, um, does your work, does your wife work in the business with you? Uh, so she just started, uh, doing some video editing for one of our brands just cause she likes it. Uh, and she gets to come to the office, uh, once or twice a week, but it's nothing serious. I don't think it'll be anything serious. She can do whatever she wants. I don't want to do any kind of thing to, um, pressure her in any kind of situation with that. She's getting a lot of enjoyment out of, uh, out of actually just video editing and relaxes her and stuff when the girls are in school and that's, that gives us a hand and that's awesome. Lowe's, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So one of the exercises we do in our mastermind is, you know, I teach my uh, members before you set your what goals, you have to first set your who goals. 
So before you decide what you want to do, you want to, you have to first decide who you want to become and then your, what flows from your who. All right. So, uh, so who do, who do you want to become as a person, as a father, as a business coach, as a leader, who do you want to become in 2019? Um, I want to be the influencer to the influencers. And I want to be the kind of, I want to sell the kind of products that my daughter can go tell on show and tell that I sell and not be ashamed of that kind of stuff. And I want to be the kind of dad that my dad was for me, that I remember all the times that we spent, not all the money that he spent um, and all the memories that we had together. And I want to be a good, impactful person to my wife and always support them. And I want to be the best leader in the world to this team. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. I love that. How old are your girls? Uh, one is turning nine on Thursday, and then the other one is turning four on the 27th. So, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I've got a five-year-old, three-year-old, and a five-month-year-old, and, and uh, the first and the third one are both girls. That's awesome. They're great. I love girls. Yeah, they're adorable. Uh, yeah. Most, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. They're not screaming and fighting. Uh, yeah. Hey, last one. You cut in or bulking these days? What's going on? I'm actually trying to cut a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I gained a little I, on purpose. I tried to gain a gain about like 17 pounds, and I just like I'm, I'm out. I'm not a fitness guy. I just want to I just want to gain some weight, and now I'm gonna try to lose it. Uh, so I'm on my, my second week right now cutting. Okay. So try, I'll probably end up at like my goal is to get to eight percent. I'll probably end up at like 167 or something like that. 165, like eight percent. That's kind of what I'm looking at numbers wise what, that, that's cool man what, what's one of your like one or two personal disciplines that you really value that if, if they uh, fall out of uh, routine things start to fall apart I go to the gym every day even if it's to walk and listen to something uh, I go to the gym every day at 5 in the morning I've gone to the gym every day at 5 in the morning for 10 years I don't not do that I don't care if I travel I don't care whatever I will go to the gym at 5 in the morning uh, and uh, I don't drink unless it's a special occasion anymore Oh, very cool. Hey, you and I get along great. Uh, when it comes to the gym, I like my Vino Rosso, but <laughs> yeah, but we'd have some we, 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 sessions. Just real talk, like we we had so much success last year that we were just partying too much, like going out, like oh, let's just go get drinks, let's go get drinks, and I'm like, dude, this is like making everybody unfocused. And so I stopped, and the whole office stopped for the most part. And so it's just a focus thing. It's not like a I drink too much. It's just it keeps me focused, and honestly, it keeps me lean. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm trying to cut. So that's another reason, you know, I love it, man. Hey dude, this has been awesome, man. I can't wait to share this, uh, episode with everybody. Uh, let's, uh, let everybody know where they can learn more about what you're doing. How can they connect with you? How can they tap into uh, what you're doing? Any channels, websites you want to mention? Yeah. My, uh, Instagram is at Los hustle. Um, that's where I'm most active. I do videos on YouTube, uh, three times or four times a week. Um, but go to Los Hustle. I'll always tell you to swipe up and you can check it out there. And if you guys want to like apply to potentially work with us or anything like that, um, it's the influence engine is uh, a website that kind of takes people through our accelerator program Our partner programs closed. Uh, and if people just want to learn how to build their team, uh, we have shadowmyteam.com. That's awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much for your time, for your experience, opening up with us and, uh, and really just giving them some killer uh, challenges to uh, expanding our vision, expanding our mission, and expanding our goals, and and doing it with people. I really value that uh, you're, you've put people at the front of this, and uh, not at your expense. And that uh, you want to finish the race with uh, a lot of good people, men and women beside you. I, I really admire that, bro. Thank you. 
Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, now it's time for you to bless someone else. Uh, For our listeners, who are you thinking of right now that would love this episode? Think of one person. This is your opportunity to pay it forward. And you're welcome to blast it out on social media and uh, tag us. I'm sure uh, we'll both give you some love back and uh, re-tag it out there. But let's let's start with one person. Let's be a go-giver. Let's hook someone up. And um, and yeah, if you want those bonus points, screenshot and tag us. But uh, there's a very, very good chance that somebody needs to hear something that was shared today. And all you need to do is just take that next step and to um, hook them up. So do that right now. And uh, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening and sharing and have a positive, memorable and productive rest of your day.